What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pines Podcast. I'm Gobi. With me tonight is, of course, Dr. Niggle. Omega Construct. Stop Asami. seriously typing during Gobi's intro, you bastard. <laughs> Zero burn. And, of course, the leadness. He's actually type, awake. Type, 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 type. <laughs> I just chopped liver? Furiously typing. Yeah, no, uh, I, got, I was just yelling over I... him. Yeah, okay, sorry. Just, you know, I'm just still not awake. I did introduce you. I just they might not have heard it. And everybody else, and of course, Masami. Is that a special thing? Masami, how was your week? Yes. Uh, you know, it was a week. Average to medium well, perhaps? Maybe slightly well. a weaker stake here. No, yeah, that would be medium to medium well. <laughs> rare. I look rare. Medium rare. Medium Bravo, rare is really tough to do. Flaccid week. Um, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Smurg from the uh, the GS Discord who has been posting pictures of brisket his and meat. steak. Yeah, his meat. He's been posting his meat pictures that he's been <laughs> taking probably over the course of the last year and just did a dump. All over, all over one of the rooms. <laughs> I mean, there were some that had snow, some that had no snow. I could tell they were from a, a few um, periods of time, but uh, very impressive meat. I'm putting meat yeah. between my lips right now. <laughs> I enjoyed a good hunk of meat. Yeah. Let's just I go love... ahead and put this one on the chin. I love <laughs> meat any way that I can get it into my body. <laughs> I, I love fast. Went downhill, like <laughs> up the gate, and there's the cliff. So, thank you, Smurg, for your meat picks. <laughs> yes. And and please don't wipe any of us off the face of this earth. All right. Please don't. How Thanks. the hell is he going to do that? It. How the hell is he going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, sorry, it's not a big deal. Uh so loot boxes. Yes, everybody loves loot boxes, right? Y'all love them, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. getting, uh, a new I love you mean <laughs> you mean surprise mechanics. I love, I love boxes about as much as I love AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> so lots and lots and lots. <laughs> oh. nom, 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 AIDS. Yay! <laughs> God, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> just, just gonna go ahead and sniff that out and add it to the sound. The rails. It, it was so nice and clean too. Nobody else was talking over it. I know it's gonna be perfect for the board. That's a great soundbite. Uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, I never why I don't join these things anymore. <laughs> you don't join them anymore because you're sleeping. Shush, hush you. <laughs> Old oh, man. <laughs> I just have a, a anyway, really good I, I like to loop sleep schedule I project our limited <laughs> overstate months see I had a rough childhood <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah the SRB has decided to give us a label for loot boxes that's going to do stuff right I think we uh, all agree. There's going to be It'll another label that parents don't pay attention to on the boxes of of uh, games that say, "Warning: Loot boxes. Your child might gamble away your credit card money and put you into further debt." Of course, there's a propensity of uh, video games coming <laughs> less boxes, so this will be a real help. Uh, I mean, how long sorry. now has it been that they've had just? age ratings that are completely ignored by parents every single day. So it's just one more label that's going to be completely ignored. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say how, it's how many, how many games rated MA or M for mature uh, do you let your five-year-old <laughs> play? Uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the funny part here, <laughs> according to research, parents are far more concerned about their chilities child's uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 not, yep, I'm not sober yep your, <laughs> your child's ability to spend real money in games than the fact that those in-game purchases may be ram randomized 
Yeah, so th there you go. So <laughs> parents are more concerned that kids are going to spend their money than they are that the kids are going to spend hours a day uh, blowing people's heads off and Gambling. mutilating people in mut uh, horrible ways. Funny, entertaining ways, but still horrible ways for, you know, 10-year-olds. Yep. But, but, but Dr. Nagel, didn't you know? Didn't you know? Gambling is an addiction, and we have to stop addiction. Yep. Your mic cut out, so all I heard was stop a dick. And that was he has to stop a dick. <laughs> Zero has to stop a dick. Smug. Gotta it's like Misami's cock blocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, did you want to plug your nice cock block mask there, Misami? That you posted the other day? Oh, do it. Which cock block mask? <laughs> You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> Scott more than four. <laughs> Damn fucking right she does. <laughs> oh, you you posted it something. on four ten. Oh man. Uh, well, it's not four twenty yet, so that's not possible. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Are we doing a four twenty show? We should do a four twenty oh. show. It's legal in like two of our states. Oh, that is oh, next week. It is next Monday. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely. All right. Well, I'm gonna be blitzed out of my mind. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh... So next week's podcast should be nice and chill, relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I know what the fuck you're talking about. The mask. <laughs> Selling that's a, a print fabric of nothing but cocks, uh, in the whole um, vein of if you're too close to realize that there are cocks on my mask, you are too close. Kindly back the fuck up. You can buy them for twenty dollars. It's a yeah social distancing thing, where if you get too close well, to somebody, they see the cocks on your face mask. I saw that mm -hmm. uh, what Instagram or Twitter post as well, and I was like, you know what? I've got pretty good vision, and I could probably tell those were cocks from six feet away. So I'm just going to think, why does this lady have cocks on her face <laughs> while I stay the safe six feet away from her? <laughs> that, yeah, you're going to be like a, a <laughs> you're going to be across some uh, one of those giant center aisle freezers or something that's like twelve foot wide. You're going to see dicks on her mask and be like, hey, nice dicks. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, her name will probably be Karen, and she'll look at Omega and go, I want to see your manager. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> he just looks off screen and yells, Mom! <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. But yeah. What are we not on the boxes. Okay. Yeah, loot boxes. Crisis. Loot boxes. See, I think at the end of the day, it's like, what, now 90% of all the games are going to have this label on the box? So, I mean, every game in the Ubisoft store has <laughs> loot boxes that you can buy. Like, every single game is now going to have this label on it. It's just so that companies don't get sued anymore by people that got their kids fucking drain their bank accounts. Wait, so uh, in Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands and Breakpoints, there were microtransactions in both those games, but none of them had randomized mechanics. It was just, you know, you want to buy stuff so that you don't have to go out to the open world and find it. You can totally do that. So there's, to my knowledge, there's no randomized mechanics in Breakpoint or Wildlands. There is. Is there, is there in Wild Wild Breakpoint? Yes. Uh, I don't know about Breakpoint, but in Wildlands, they have those... Uh... Uh, what do they call them? supply caches or whatever? Um, you get them pl playing multiplayer, so that's why they're not known to you. Uh, uh, okay, can you also buy them yeah. with money? I don't. I think you have to have like ghost those like uh, prestige yeah, credits. Coins. Oh, prestige, prestige, um, prestige crates are what they're called. They're completely fucking randomized, and but you got to have prestige coins. And I don't know if you can buy prestige coins or not. But I know there was one that you could buy in game that was completely random with um, ghost coins or whatever the fuck it is, but it wasn't necessarily because everything in there I'm pretty sure you could find in the open world. Right. Well, okay. I was uh, looking through the Ubisoft that. store, even like the Assassin's Creed games, you know, you think 
what what purpose like, like I was just trying to think of what game would be that I wouldn't imagine would even have a loot box mechanic, but even Assassin's Creed has like random kind of loot say, box mechanics. Uh, what the last an- two, right? Yeah. What about Anno eighteen hundred? That would be a game I could see no purpose for loot boxes. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they, what they're not doing loot boxes, but yeah, they're they're on the whole bandwagon of you buy the base game, which is like a subset of the game. And then you pay for expansions. That is true. Yeah, they've already got their year two pass out. I believe I saw right. that ever so, so they they yeah, went more of the Rainbow Six uh, strategy. Yeah, or the uh, the original division before the loot box mechanics, where you could buy the base or the gold or the ultimate, uh, or it was called collectors, yeah. or maybe it was ultimate. I don't remember. Yeah, see, now, The Division is probably the only game I never really minded the loot box mechanics because I never felt, like, I, I, forced. Yeah, the, I didn't even realize that you could buy the current... So you had to use a special currency to buy loot boxes in the original Division. I didn't even realize that you could buy that currency with real money. I thought you just had to pick it up from doing uh, high-value target missions every day. So that's that's where that came from. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. Like, that was the one the one loot box system that I could get behind because it like you got plenty of stuff in game. You never had to worry about spending money. Like as long as you're playing the game, you got shit to open up cases. And yeah. Also there was it, nothing in those loot boxes that was like valuable to gameplay. It was all fucking glitter, it, like a face mask yeah. or a patch or, you know, some shit. Yeah, but don't underestimate that. I mean, that's how Epic made six billion dollars on a free play <laughs> game. Yeah, you know, oh, I don't, I don't yeah. underestimate. Yeah, if you can buy currency like pay that, that money. Look, there are absolutely yeah. people out there who are addicted to gambling. I will not argue that. So yeah, they'll just go after that because it's gambling. Well, do you? Uh, it happened before we started playing. Oh, I'm going to do it before we started playing Warframe. But do you remember? Uh, did you ever Wait. read back about <laughs> how they used to have a random mechanic for getting different uh, Kubro skin combinations? Warframe. All right, it's up on screen. No, I uh, I was not aware that they did that. It was like two. Three so yeah, uh, this was a while back. I don't remember exactly how long, but it was before we started playing. Um, you could basically like roll a random sort of genetic table to get a different Kubro pattern and size combination or whatever. And they didn't even think it would be used this way, but they looked at the logs and somebody like spent an absurd amount of platinum just rolling and re-rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling on this fucking whatever. And they were like, holy shit, we just created a slot machine and they quickly removed it from the game. Because like, yeah, even a game that like that, that is all like the only thing you can buy is, you know, stuff that you can get in game or cosmetics like there is no need to buy anything even they slipped a, a gambling mechanic in there yeah that is, i uh, i didn't know of that i do know that there is a kubra market uh where it is still possible to roll like a special i think the the most rare kubro fur pattern that you can get is the lotus pattern um, yep so yeah that's there, one that goes for the most yeah, there is a Cooper market. You can pay upwards of 5,000 platinum for genetic templates that have the rarest um, pattern. Yeah, I think like the largest Kubros with the right colors with the... Uh, it, it also depends on colors, too. Like the right colors, Lotus pattern on the large size are ridiculous. Uh, yeah, okay. So the largest size is called Omega size. I just found that out the other day. Uh, and the size actually does not enter into genetic templates. Because you gave me two genetic templates from your Kubro, and your Kubro is Omega size. It's the biggest one. The one that came out for me is slightly smaller than that. So they're telling oh, you about that. Yeah, so but color, fur pattern and color is absolutely tied to those genetic templates, and that's what you pay the most money for. Oh, I didn't realize size wasn't. Okay. So I guess size is just RNG when you uh Yeah. Yeah. When you make like... the pet. Gotcha. Where does it where does it tell you what size it is? Um, it doesn't. Uh you have they have a system and you have to like eyeball it. So I mean mine <laughs> looks like you could ride it. Right. So exactly. <laughs> mine is gigantic. Yeah. My Sasha Kubro is Omega size and it's the biggest one in the game. And yeah, you could t- my Warframe could hop on the back of that and ride it like a horse. Yeah, my um, uh, the one that you get from um, and 
taking the the infection or whatever. God, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, your Helmuth Helmuth charger. Yeah, yeah, my Helmuth is fucking huge, so it's got to be that size. That's really cool. Yeah, I just recently, uh, last month, I think the month of March, I uh, fleshed out all my, my dog collections, so I have one of each, and I didn't have to consign any. I'm very happy about that. Well, thanks to, um, thanks to, yes, uh, last week's, uh, drop theme of, like, Kavat codes and Kubro eggs and whatever, I now have a Vasco Kavat, so that's fun. Yeah, the, the drop today was a flower decanter for your orbiter, which was a very nice, it's a very nice decoration. So maybe this week's theme is going to be orbiter decorations. Maybe they won't do noggles. That would be really nice. I hope so. They did noggles for like two weeks, and I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do with them, but I sure got them. Yeah, tired of noggles. Don't need noggles. Need, need more yeah. crap to put around my orbiter, which is almost... Actually, the main room and my quarters are, like, uh, almost max capacity. I think I've got, like, 25, 20 capacity left on each of those. Nice. On to your uh, operator room? Yeah, operator room's tricky, though. I'm telling you, I'm trying to get all those piv sculptures so I can create a zen garden mm. with the waves just made out of piv sculptures. So I'm going to need uh, several hundred of them, and I've only got about 80. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I have any, they're yours. Thank you! Yes, would love to. I'm buying Piv Sculptures, Warframe community, PC players. I'm buying them. I'll pay you, like, five platinum for them. Not a lot, though. Yeah, that's... I would not ask for a lot, either. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're on the subject of Warframe. You want, you want to talk about uh, the new clans? We got a new clan system on PC. Yeah, why don't you go do that? So yeah, we're, uh, we have two dojos now. I am done with the second dojo. I started a while ago. I did all the research in it that you need to uh, complete the star chart, and I did all the research uh, so you can max out your railjack once you build that. Um, and Leetness is now in charge of that clan, and we will be funneling members over to the GS Casuals clan, and y'all can have a great time in there. There's no pressure or anything in the old clan. is called GS Prime now. That will be for members that play, like, super frequently, that are in there once, twice a week, and um, are looking to squad up for the Operation Scarlet Spear, what's left of that. I think that's ending this month. Or just Railjack missions or anything like that. The really uh, <clears throat> high-level mission stuff that requires team coordination. Uh, I'm hoping, hoping that there will be a more active community when we have a smaller dojo, and it will also be easier for us to complete all the new research uh, for the 100x health uh, pizzas and energy pizzas and ciphers and all crap like that, because that shit is fucking expensive, man. Like, wicked expensive. So that's where we're going. Yeah. DM hey, the DM the Linus. He'll send you an invite to the new clan. It'll be great. It's shiny. It's even got a, an emblem and everything on it. So, And there's uh, popsicles hidden somewhere. There are. Yes, there are free popsicles somewhere in the dojo. I hid them personally. Okay. I also read <laughs> occasionally. Uh, so, uh, seeing the other Minecraft stuff, or... Yeah, Minecraft. Uh, other GS stuff that's starting up as well. Um, uh, thanks to Bob. We're done with Warframe. That means the Warframe slash sheet goes away. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Bomb Tank, we're going to have a GS Minecraft server. It will be on the bedrock version of the game. Um, we got a pretty good starter going right now. Um, did some pretty good testing. Seems to be pretty solid. Uh, still working on some issues, but I'm pretty sure it's going to go live pretty soon here for everybody to get into. Um, you will have to get whitelisted, um, so you'll have to hit up Bomb Tank for that at the moment until we get a something better um, in place. Um, Is it a pretty world, though? Uh, it's a yeah. It's pretty. I spawned world. into I spawned into a mushroom biome with variety of trees. That that that's reasonably decent. Mm, shrooms. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and I, I so far I found a glacier biome, uh, yes. savanna biome, a uh, what's the other the trees one that has a lot of oak. I want to call it just the forest biome. Uh, yeah. There's a desert biome with a pillager tower and a couple of villages too 
uh, I think it has every biome. Like, I think I've touched every one of them. Have you found a nice. jungle biome? Uh, yes, but I don't remember where it was. It was over <laughs> past the... I went... See, I'm always, you know, the builder because I always played Minecraft with my kids, so I never actually get to explore in Minecraft. I, You know, I have like a 50-block radius where I stay around the home base. Um, and I finally got to get out and explore, which was nice. I nice. got about... I'm about 2,500 blocks away from the rest of GS at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been interesting just exploring and seeing what Minecraft <clears throat> actually looks like. Um, <laughs> it's been interesting. It was a little weird being on a Minecraft server that my kids aren't on, though. That, what's, that's still, what still surprises me about Gobi and Minecraft is that, Gobi, you're usually so fixed in first player, or yeah, first player shooter, first person shooters and just shooters in general, and yet you're building stuff in Minecraft. That still oh, surprises first, me. It is a first-person builder. But yeah, but there's yeah. no guns, are there? There's, like, bow and arrows. No. Uh, yeah, there's bow and arrow. I don't ever use them. Uh, there, there, there are crossbows. Pajama. I've never seen a crossbow in the game. Like, I've never, it's, ever... It's a new I got thing. They, yeah, it's a, it's a brand new thing. That I think it came with, like, the last update. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't remember exactly how you make it, but I know I've made it on the Java, and I know it exists in the Bedrock version. Huh. I've actually pre-installed Minecraft Dungeons, though, in anticipation for that. Yeah, that looks interesting. Wow, so you took all of five seconds to install the 60 megabytes of game files you need? Yep. <laughs> I pre-installed it. Oh, yes. installed it. In Anyone anticipation has... of ignoring it as being an installed game. Oh, <laughs> speaking, speaking of preloads, you just reminded me, the greatest game ever is up for preload right now on Steam. It is the most amazing game. It released completely bug-free, and now it's being sold on Steam. You can pick it up, I believe, tomorrow. SimCity 2000? If you don't know it, it's called Fallout 76. It's perfect. Whoa. I already have it. <laughs> Oh. And it's installed. <laughs> who's, speaking of uh, games that are coming to Steam, who's, yeah. who's playing uh, Borderlands 3 on uh, Steam? Uh, not yet, but I will be eventually for sure. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to get that. I know Resident Evil 3 just came out. It looks interesting, but I'm, I haven't really played any of the remakes. Um, but it looks really nice from what I've seen. Uh, anybody playing that? Does it have uh, the Yofa Vich in it? No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's a re Is it a, just a redo of the original Resident Evil 3? Now it's just like much better yeah. and the story is slightly been changed? Um, I'm pretty. Yeah, it's like. Slight, well, the characters look different too. They redid. Um, I believe it's Carlos and uh, Jill Valentine. Valent yeah, I've Valentine. seen I've seen gameplay footage and it looks beautiful. It's just a scary game, yeah. and Niggle needs more alcohol before he plays scary games. <laughs> uh, they do have ammo crafting, which is nice because my biggest complaint always with Resident Evil games is they don't give you enough ammo. Not well, that I mean, that's I, the I point. Mean, yeah, but like that's, it's always like they give you mechanic. just like. 10 rounds too few like you're you're so fucking close but yet that's you're, so you're like away. i hate this thing about this game that is the point of the game well <laughs> they, no, it's, they it's, also it's, give you limited it's, saves like you have to find a typewriter yeah. in order to save well i see I, yeah the i'm thinking more like far cry or far cry yeah fucking a uh resident evil like five and six like even six like had tons of ammo and it just like I don't know, it didn't... It was still a fucking pain in the ass with a lot of ammo. I think Resident Evil 4 had the most ammo. It's the only Resident Evil game I never ran out of ammo, and it's the only one I think I completed. 
Well, here's, okay, so it's the difference between alien and aliens. Okay, in alien, they didn't have enough weaponry. They had to, you know, use ingenuity and clever bullshit to try and kill that alien, and they still failed, and Ripley had to do it herself, because, of course she does. In aliens, <laughs> fucking marines go in. They have all the ammo in the world, not running out. They have flamethrowers, they got fucking nukes and everything. But they still and, get their ass kicked. Yeah, they still get their asses kicked, so, yeah, uh, ammo or no ammo. I'm just saying, yeah. like, yeah, it's uh, it's good story either way. Yeah, I don't remember, like, I never played Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, which are, like, supposedly the most popular Resident Evils. Um, I didn't come in until Resident Evil 4. I don't think they need to do remakes of 4, 5, and 6. Um, but I do think Resident Evil 3 looks really pretty. There was another game that just came out, too, that I don't remember what it was. Not important, I guess. I see Valorant. We talked about it last week. See, we were ahead of, ahead of the curve. We talked about it, and supposedly now it's the It shooter. And it hasn't even released. Looks like crap. <laughs> no lies. Yeah, I don't... Uh, it's it, To me, it looks like an Overwatch clone that's not as good as Overwatch, and I didn't even play Overwatch. Are you talking about that crappy Chinese game we were looking at the other day? Uh, Valorant by oh, Riot week. Games. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Looks like the kind of game that's going to be big in China. Yeah, it's... China. <laughs> It'll be big in China. <laughs> the China flu. The China flu. Oh, yeah. What else, what else did this China flu fucking cancel their league? And I was really upsetting for you. Oh, BlizzCon's canceled. Were you going to go to BlizzCon this year, Liz? Le Linus? Liz. Uh, I called you Liz. Your name is Liz now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbing uh, off on Niggle. I wasn't going to. He rubs off on me all the time. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably think about it when it comes to close to the Diablo 4 launch. Because I'd like to be at BlizzCon when that happens. I think that would be pretty cool. So the year they heavily so imply that Diablo 4... Yeah, the year that they imply that Diablo 4 is going to have a release announcement at BlizzCon, you're going to go there and find out it's another mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Don't you all know? And then I'll just, and then I'll just commit Harakiri in, in, the, in the Diablo hall. <laughs> Don't you all have phones? Oh. <laughs> I don't like anal. Do you guys not have <laughs> assholes? <laughs> That's still my favorite meme. Yep. Yeah, so it might it it's not they're not saying that it's cancelled yet, but um there it may be it may be cancelled. Gotcha. So that's a bummer. Ish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some people might might be upset. Nope. None of us will be, but yeah, it might be. Uh, there is a new uh game out from Paradox Entertainment that caught my eye this past week called Surviving the Aftermath, and it caught my eye because it looks like it's mixing elements of RimWorld with. Uh, uh, I was trying to think of another game where you just have like a home base and you send out a squad to a point of interest on a map and you tell them to do something and then they do it and then they come home. Well, it's kind of uh, it's 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 kind Frostpunk. of like Frostpunk. Frostpunk. That, yeah, is made by the same people who made Frostpunk. No, no, no. no, no. They made uh, this is the this is the team that made a, a game called Surviving Mars. Um, that's Par that's why. Yeah, um, I played Surviving Mars by them. Paradox is uh, very well known for another game that no one here has ever heard of called City Skylines, which is the successor to SimCity. It is a fucking phenomenal city builder. Uh, the only problem is that it is plagued with DLC. So you are buying a base yeah. game that is a subset of a game, and then you're buying about $100 worth of DLC to sort of flesh it out. So that's the only issue with City Skylines. But Paradox Entertainment is known for that. Also, uh, if you say they did Surviving Mars, I believe you. And now they've got Surviving the Aftermath. So, yeah, Frostpunk was a good analogy. They're, they're mixing elements of RimWorld and Frostpunk and uh, giving you sort of a 3D 
uh, overhead map view, no, not overhead map, god, god eye view, um, like Diablo, of uh, a map, and you're just sort of building a, a rust bucket colony. And yeah, there's a, a streamer, there's a streamer that I started watching uh, back when I was really into Frostpunk, because he did that a lot, uh, and he just started doing uh, Surviving Mars uh, probably about a month or two ago. Uh, and it looks like a lot of fun. It's it's still very early and still needs to get fleshed out a lot more um, before I'm really going to jump in on it. But the mechanics look fun, uh, and it's it's uh, it's at that stage of games where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of potential. We're talking about yeah, surviving the aftermath. Or, sorry, surviving the aftermath. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sorry, yeah, he yeah, did yeah. Uh, Frostpunk, then he did Surviving Mars, and now he's doing Surviving the Aftermath. Um, yeah, so Surviving the Aftermath is currently uh, early access. You can get it on the Epic Store. Um, you can play early access on there. When it gets its full release, it will also be on Steam. It looks like it'll be pretty interesting if that type of uh, management game is uh, your type of thing. Yeah, I might be giving this one a look because I do enjoy uh, micromanaging a colony and building a city and all the rest of that, but I hope that they uh, add more buildings and more building types and upgrades to those buildings because right now it just looks like, you know, the top tier of things that you can upgrade, like walls and houses, just look like shacks assembled with crap. And that's not my idea of a top tier building. Yeah, well, it's also partially the aesthetic that they're going for. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to get this until it has its full release because it doesn't look like the kind of game that I want to play a hundred times with each new update as new content gets added. But yeah, uh, it does look yeah. like it'll be a good time. Though, honestly, I'm surprised you haven't played Surviving Mars because uh, it is it sounds like it'd be the kind of game that's right up your alley. You know, my problem with it is basically the graphics. I'm a graphics snob in a huge, a huge undeniable way. And Surviving Ma Mars does have the micromanagement that I'm very much into, but it does not have the aesthetic quality that I want to stare at for hours on end. So that's my hmm. uh, first world problem, uh, royal douchebag excuse for not playing Surviving Mars. Then I've got a feeling you're probably not going to ever... Uh really get into aftermath either just because i have a feeling they're they're not going to go too far away from that aesthetic of rickety shacks you know of sheet metal and plywood it's entirely possible that i won't yeah I, but i will i'll at least keep an eye on it and see how it develops mr deeds and alien resurrection oh yeah we were talking about uh winona Ryder before the podcast <laughs> So what else is here? All right, Crisis. We never got to Crisis, Gobi. We didn't. So one of my favorite games ever is their Twitter account posted for the first time in like three and a half years. And all it said is receiving data. Uh, they just did updated their web page. It now has a picture of Profit, which if you know the games is the first game's protagonist. Um, now, the rumors are it could be Crisis 4 or it could be a Crisis Remaster. I don't really care either way as long as it's Crisis. I guess I'd almost prefer a remaster at this point because Crisis 1 is such an amazing game and it could really use a remaster because it's amazing. I'm not biased at all or anything. No. Is it still going to be unoptimized as fuck? <laughs> well, um, aren't all games? No, Crisis set the mark <laughs> for unoptimized game of all time, and it held it for years. Uh, probably, yeah, the whole, uh, can I run it games? Yeah, they were great. Yeah, um, that's why it was the standard for all benchmark tests. Yeah, this is the shitty, but yeah, it, uh, I will say I updated the graphics with some mods and stuff, and after playing it that way, I really hope they actually give a full remaster i think with all the advancements in CryEngine, i think the original crisis would look fucking amazing all redone and stuff and i think the story would still hold up to this day and granted i've played it a few times <laughs> um although they did say at the after crisis 3 that they have a bunch more stuff they want to do in the crisis universe um unfortunately the game didn't sell as well as they wanted it to so they kind of went dark and well for three and a half years. So we don't know if Crisis 4 is coming or if they're doing a remaster. Uh, 
I think the reason people are leaning towards the remaster is they just did a, a video for CryEngine, a showcase or whatever. And at the end of showcase, the showcase, there's a few seconds of the original Crisis um, all fully remastered in the latest CryEngine. Honestly, right now, all I can... They don't pull a Sony and take 15 to 30 plus fucking years to put out a... <laughs> That's exactly what they're going to do. Does anyone remember uh, the when Crisis... I think it was Crisis 2. Yeah, when Crisis 2 came out. Uh, there was a... The theme song uh, for it was uh, sung slash rapped by a rapper named B.O.B. And then... Uh, years later, he went on YouTube and posted a video about how he was opening a Kickstarter for people to give him hundreds of th $100,000 to prove that the Earth was flat, and then it never panned out because he never hit his goal, or he just wanted more money. I, nope, didn't know that. I actually remember that. Yeah, I always thought that was funny. Because like, it was a pretty good song. I was like, yeah, this uh, he, he's he's a, he's a talented guy. And then I heard him, he's like a flat earther. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, you don't have to be smart to be talented. I guess that's true. <laughs> it doesn't hurt sometimes, but, you know, shit happens. Uh, yeah, most diehard Crisis fans feel that Crisis 2 was a crisis that killed the franchise. They went to council. Um. I won't get into that debate too much. I didn't mind Crisis 2. Um, I do agree that it was dumbed down. Crisis 1. Um, but Crisis 3 was not much better. And I think that's what really killed the franchise. Was They kind of peaked with 1. And then 2 and 3 were just kind of... They weren't bad. But they weren't great either. They suffered from you know your typical sequels. They're never as good as the first. It was like the Hobbit movies. They peaked with one, yeah. and then the others were just like, get to the end already. Yeah, did, <laughs> there was more than one Hobbit movie? Yeah, there was three oh. of them. They made a okay. fucking trilogy. Wait, Gopi might have just stumbled across an enormous amount of respect. So, there is only <laughs> one... There is only one Hobbit movie that was uh, animated by the BBC in, I think, 1976. There's only one of those. And if you know the animated version of The Hobbit, good for you. But if you were born after the year 2000, you probably only know Peter Jackson's Hobbit movies, in which oh case it is a trilogy. <laughs> it's, it's also atrocious compared to the, the original Hobbit movie. And yes, well, and it's the okay. One. Yeah, big thumbs up to you then. And and yeah, <laughs> and one of the reasons that they are so atrocious is because Peter Jackson added so much. Uh, he invented a character for Evangeline Lilly to play. He threw in a robot, uh, a romance. Yeah, he threw in a robot. He threw in a romance between an elf and a dwarf, which never happened in the book. Uh, he fleshed out a lot of the characters and uh, made some more up for the inhabitants of uh, Lake Town. He did. What else did he do? Uh, tons, tons he of dialogue and shit. Well, he didn't really butcher it. I mean, he had the whole academy of Tolkien uh, followers behind him, and and you know he had a lot of Tolkien scholars on. He was just like, yeah, I want to, I want to turn this, <laughs> this uh, 150 page book into a uh, a six to eight hour movie saga. Uh, so I'm gonna need to invent some shit, and they're just like, yeah, okay, let's all add on to it, and, uh, yeah, that's how that happens. I don't know if he butchered it, but it's definitely, it's not as good as Lord of the Rings, because there wasn't as much source material to work with, for fuck's sake. What are you doing? So, uh, <clears throat> my sister, huge Lord of the Rings fan, whatever, and she watched all the movies, I said, alright, now, you gotta sit down, and you have to actually watch them in order. I did that. No, you fucking didn't. You watched The Fucking Hobbit, and then you watch the fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and then you and notice then... that, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> Simon Pegg? Uh, no, not Simon mm -hmm. Pegg. Who's, who's the dude uh, from The Office that I can never remember his name? <laughs> Sam. Oh, Sam Weisgansies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the actual, <laughs> the human being who plays Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit. Oh, I, I don't up. even know. Yeah, no, she she can believe like yeah, it was 
it, it changed her whole and she won't read she refuses to read the books because she doesn't want to fuck up her movies martin wow <laughs> you need and, to read the books so that it fucks up the movie jesus christ <laughs> the books were so much better well, I, oh, I agree see i uh, i read the books i read the hobbit i read you know the whole uh lord of the rings trilogy then i watched all the movies and I don't know. I mean, I didn't mind the movies. I mean, they followed the books yeah. pretty good. I mean, there's little things, but like, I didn't get all hung up. Like, yeah, I'm not like the Potter people that are all fucking pissed off because Potter's eyes are a different color than they were in the book. Oh come on! I'm I've read the <laughs> books and seen the movies. I don't get hung up on details like that. It's like I respect <laughs> each for what it is, and I try not to pay attention to. Uh, whoever J.K. Rowling anymore because she's just gone completely yeah. insane on Twitter. <laughs> Let's see. That's that's the problem with people. Whenever there's a book uh, that goes to a movie, is that the diehard fans of the book expect and want and demand that it's exactly the same as the book. But like you just said, you have to appreciate them as two different forms of art. No, I mean, you know, the, that's an excellent the point. Eye okay. color thing. The, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but Omega makes an excellent <laughs> point in that yeah that happens a lot you know one movie that didn't happen with at all was Fight Club Fight Club with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton was loved by uh, fans of the book Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk and the book and the movie diverged significantly but then came back together and it, nobody complained about it because they were both excellent. They're kind of works of art on their own, independently each. I'll go as far as to say that. Didn't really think yeah. it was a fantastic movie or an Oscar winner, but it was a work of art. Well, I think if you separate yourself enough, like you're saying, then you can avoid that. Like Starship Troopers. The movie is nothing like the book. <laughs> no, the movie is... Not, in that case, both the movie is way phenomenal. better than the book. Oh, no, I love the book. I think the book is I, great. I uh, don't... I don't Wait, uh, but the book is just a mouthpiece for totalitarianism and nationalism. That's what, if you really want to get into an analysis of the of the novel Star Tro Ship Troopers, the book Star Trip, Star Trip, I can't even say it, I'll just call it Star okay. Trek Poopers. <laughs> if you really want to get into the Star Trek Poopers. Star yeah, Trek Poopers. <laughs> then Star it Trek is, Poopers. The whole thing that the author was trying to do was convince people that uh, the government really does have your best interests in mind, is your duty to serve the state, you should be a nationalist, and totalitarianism and fascism are actually not all that bad. That's the message of the book. See, I really. And the message want... of the movies is kill bugs. Yeah. The, we, the movie is a it... satire of the books. It, it says, yeah, look at fascism. Isn't this fucking hilarious how stupid these people are? They don't even know why they're fighting, and the government lies to them at every turn, but they love it. <laughs> so those are our stupid heroes who are lovable. I really, I really wish Cozen was here because he, he actually likes the book Starship Troopers, and the movie makes him irrationally angry, and it's great. <laughs> like watch him talk fascist. about it. <laughs> oh, oh, we don't want to. We don't need to anger anybody tonight. Um, no, well, it's fine. These people it probably never read the Bourne books. Um, you know, by Robert Ludlum. Uh, great, great trilogy. The movies completely different. I mean, they they don't even follow the books. Um, I think I talked about this before. But the movies are great. I love the movies. I love the books, even though they have nothing to do with one another, really. I mean, the beginning of the first movie and the beginning of the book are the same, but by the end of the first movie, the book is different. <clears throat> um, but it's still a very well-written well book, and it's a very well-done movie. So That's, I've never read the Robert Ludlum books for, for those, but I did enjoy the Bourne movies just because they've got Matt Damon in them, and I defiantly adore Matt Damon just because I know people don't like him. He's from Boston, too, so uh, you know I have to like him, even I... if I didn't defiantly love him. Matt Damon's cool, man. I mean, fuck I... Dogma. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I like him as an actor. I mean, he he does a lot of stuff. I think he gets a lot of flack because he, he spent so much time with the, the other guy. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even Bob. <laughs> them, yeah, them also. And them, them too. I mean, he just kept bad company. Uh, but he was no, I mean, he to was his friends to a fault. Sir. Whoa. 
Whoa. Watch your mouth when speaking about Jay and Silent Bob, sir. Fucking treasures, and you need to watch your mouth. Kevin and James can suck a fat dick. Fight me in real life. <laughs> if we can put you in a uh, ring in oil, I'm down for this. Kevin Smith, I'm sorry. I think I said Kevin James. I was very passionate. You did. You did. I was like confused for a minute. I was like, he wasn't in that movie. What did the King of Queens have to do with this? Kevin James can also suck it. Actually, Kevin James just started up a, a YouTube channel a couple, like about a month ago now, and he's got the, it's all just little short films that he's doing, and he's got this one series that's uh, just called, uh, it's just Sound Guy, and it's little clips of him being a sound guy in movies, in famous scenes, and it's all just him making ridiculous reactions to the things happening in the scenes. I highly recommend it. It's very funny. <laughs> Kevin James wow. and Kevin Smith. Yeah, two people I'm not overly fond of. And and besides, you know, he has a gold card because he played next to Robin Williams in probably one of the best dramas ever. I don't remember that off the top of my head. Goodwill Hunting. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. It's uh, like the most Boston movie. No, ever. sorry. Matt Damon. <laughs> Yes, yes, Matt Damon. Uh, I thought you were oh, talking yeah. about Kevin James. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, what animated movie? It must have been an animated movie. What were they? <laughs> now I'm just uh, envisioning Kevin James in Matt Damon's <laughs> character in Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, he's yeah. on a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> segway, yes. Oh god. oh god. <laughs> Paul Blart. Mall cop. Uh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> if anyone knows the YouTube video of the guy singing Paul Paul Blart Mall Cop cop to the uh to the sound or to the song of Pompeii uh by I forget who. <laughs> yeah. Paul Paul Blart Mall Cop Paul Paul Blart Mall Cop Paul Paul Blart Mall Cop <laughs> <laughs> Please, please don't DMCAS, please. Oh, for, it's for parody purposes or review. I'll review it. I'll say it's fantastic. There we go. We're covered under Creative Commons. <laughs> Sweet. As long as we're covered, it's all that matters. Um, <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop actually not such a terrible movie. <laughs> if you're wasted, if you're wicked drunk, is actually a fun watch. Uh, one time, maybe. Like, I, I sat through it, I think, one time. I think. I'm not sure I made it through the end, but... I mean, I've got... I must have seen it. I Yeah, no, I definitely saw it. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, not, I'm a not, fan not sure of Kevin why James. A like, he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> no need to be a sequel <laughs> at all, ever. <laughs> oh, what's the one on Netflix he does, like, uh, Memoirs of Assassin or whatever? Kevin James? Yes, or something, Life of an Assassin or something. I have no memory of this place. <laughs> it, 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 I don't know if you'll make it all the way through it, but you probably get a kick out of it. If you're a Kevin oh, James fan. No. So I actually just came across some uh, interesting, well, sad gaming news. Uh, Rick May, who was the voice of Peppy and Andros in Star Fox 64 has passed away from coronavirus. Oh. Oh, true we dedicate of an this podcast to him. Penis. We do. Yeah. He's he the voice of Peppy Hare and Andros, and he was in Age of Empires 2. Uh, he was the narrator and the voice of Genghis Khan. And uh, he was the soldier in Team Fortress 2. Okay. Here's to you, buddy. Star Fox 64 was an amazing game. Yeah, back in the day. Didn't they just release a new Star Fox like not long ago? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, the last one was in uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what I meant. Well, so they did. It was two years ago now. Fuck. Where does time go? Well, it passes, much like everything else. Watch well, the time fly like pendulum flow. Unless <laughs> you're in quarantine, then it crawls by. <laughs> all right well uh okay so... there we go all right uh, sorry i was quiet i was making the in loving memory of rick may so now it's put up there Aww. on the on the podcast screen oh thank Aww. you very nice last minecraft note because goby reminded me of this this week is that if you are a java edition owner prior to 2018, you can still get your free Bedrock version, which means you should do this and come join us eventually when the server gets whitelisted. Yeah, uh, yeah you have seven days. <clears throat> you have seven until days. 4.20 to do that, to claim your free Bedrock copy. Go to your Mohang account, not your Minecraft.net. Made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's there. We wait, promise. wait. I've been complaining about it costing money, but I don't think I'm gonna have to pay for it. Wait, so is it actually <laughs> is it actually pronounced Mohang? I always I thought it was Mojang. Mojang. It could be. Mojang. Fuck, fine now. I don't know. Okay, I, you actually play Minecraft. I don't. I figured if you said it, you you might know. I was just curious. Well, Masami is also more cultured than we are, so she pronounces it Mohang, <laughs> and we're Americans, so we just say Mojang. <laughs> It's true. She's got that Mo South Jangles. Dakota cultural uh, <laughs> variety going for her. I still, I still don't know what Masami It's a real is. cosmopolitan place. It is. Clearly. A cultural hub of the United States. A cultural hub of the Midwest, as I, as I understand yeah. it. Yep. They got that mountain with all the presidents on it. <laughs> yeah, it's that mountain. They also have a palace made out of corn. Can't forget the corn palace. You have a corn palace? Yes, we have a corn palace. Corn all is always corn. interesting. You, you say that with such contempt, it's like, yes, we have a corn palace. Do you not have a corn palace? <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. We're not fancy like you South Dakotaners. <laughs> oh, uh, and it cha they change the design every year, too. Well, they do when they're not being lazy. <laughs> oh, they haven't lately? They've been lazy? Oh, and they change it like I mean, it really depends on funding. Sometimes the same design will be up there for a year or two. And sometimes oh my god, the Corn Palace has federal funding. <laughs> of course it does. It's a tourist yeah. attraction. It still has it's the closest thing water. to a cultural attraction that <laughs> South Dakota has, other than some old dead Mount people Rushmore. carved into a mountain. And South Dakota isn't even paying for it all themselves. My tax money is actually ending up in your <laughs> Corn Palace. You, yes. what, you think well, South Dakota is a net positive tax income state? But they yeah, have we so have much corn. Maybe. <laughs> we have no it's state all funded income by tax. Federal, yeah, it, all their corn is funded by federal subsidy. Yeah, we, we are really great about that because we have no state income tax. They've got I so mean, much corn, they're building fucking palaces out of it. What the? <laughs> oh, yeah, and then on the inside, they have all the like. Is it different? The different countries' flags and stuff like that. I Around. think so. It's been a while since I fucking visited like the damn. Tobacco related. I, I was gonna say I don't think I've been there since two thousand and one. The fact that you've been there at all is impressive. I've been there three times actually. <laughs> that's how. That's how I know they changed the design. He loves that con. Well, it's right on the edge of the Badlands, and I love the Badlands. Like, it's one actually, of my favorite vacation spots. Actually, the Corn Palace is so far from the Badlands, it's not even funny. Like, it's at least three or four hours. <laughs> it's South like, Dakota. It's right on the edge of the Badlands. <laughs> hey, now, the Badlands are great, but the Corn Palace is in Mitchell, and then it's on the east side of the state. And we have Dick All, west side of the state. That's all the interesting crap, so fuck off. No, no, see, see, you you miss it. You go to the corn palace, and then you close your eyes, you go to sleep, you wake up, and you're in the Badlands. Okay, oh, that works. works. That works. <laughs> I mean, it's right on the edge of the Badlands. I mean, I, I close my eyes, and I open them up, and they're right there. They're nice and uh -huh. pretty and wonderful. 
It's funny because I'm I'm imagining South Dakotans referring to this area called the Badlands, and then everyone from Wyoming, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, North Dakota, and Montana are referring <laughs> to South Dakota as the Badlands. You know, you're not wrong. No, I mean, technically the Badlands go up into North Dakota as well, so, I mean, it would be all Dakotans. They actually go um, south down into Nebraska. They do go down. Oh, that's right, they do. I've never been down yeah. there. I've been to the ones in North Dakota and South Dakota. Uh, yeah, the the ones um, the right off of I-90 are on the southern edge of the state, and those go down into Nebraska. Those <gasps> are pretty epic. I've been to I-90. I drove through your state once. I've told this story before. I had gas station hot dogs that were surprisingly good. <laughs> um, that is something that just doesn't happen very often, especially in the middle of nowhere. So if you took yeah. I-90, then odds are you also drove through Wisconsin. 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 Don't you know? Uh, yes, absolutely did, yeah. Eight. I'm sure it was an experience. Oh, it definitely easy experience. Your Wisconsin accent is different than the Wisconsin accent that I heard, though, because I'm used to. Oh yeah, you betcha. Yeah. Okay, we're going That's down. That's Minnesota. We're gonna have a, uh, no, no, well, well, it's Wisconsin too, a little bit there. And now we're gonna go have a couple of two, three beers and then maybe go ice fishing. Gotta catch us some water. Yeah, that, that's like the western side of the state, right next to Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah. Like hey, you know, well, you know the old joke. You know why <laughs> Iowa doesn't have a football team? Because then Minnesota and Illinois would want one too. Oh, uh, okay, Ooh. all right. Yeah. That was bad. Wow. Kobe. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do All regional jokes for a region that no one cares about. <laughs> Not even those of us who live here. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it probably doesn't resonate because none of you are sports fans, so you don't understand the rivalries of the Vikings. Yay, sports! No, I'm a sports fan. I just care about teams that matter. Sports. Oh. I am a, oh. I am I'm a sorry. diehard what? Carolina Tar Heels fan. If <laughs> anybody knows about rivalries, it's me. Yeah, yeah. I can't decide whether or not Tar Heels is racist or not. I was just thinking, like, how far am I going to go with this? Because I was about to jump in. <laughs> Dude, yeah, make some Br'er Rabbit references. It's not Come in, the water is deep. Hey, kids, yeah, we remember a movie called Br'er Rabbit that Disney put out in the 70s. You will not find it on Disney Plus. Anymore. At all, ever. It is the one movie that went into the Disney vault that will never come out. It's been buried so far into the vault that it is seeing sunlight. Yeah, and to that I say God bless BitTorrent because some fucker uh, digitally remastered it, blew it up to almost HD quality, put it up, and uh, yeah, I've got it. Okay, so so we'll, we'll, we'll expel this right now. So the term Tar Heel came to be used as a name for poor white and black naval store workers in the mid-19th century who, due to working with waterproofing materials such as rosin and tar, walked around with tar on their heels. Okay, I'm all for equal opportunity racism, so that's fine. White and black. Yep. <laughs> so, there you go. Little, little history about Southern colleges. And now here's wow, they're all dude. They're okay, not racist you know, at all. Regionalist? <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, so you, you saying you saying South Carolina isn't in the, the uh whoa South? Easy. Easy. We are not the cocks. <laughs> South Carolina is cocks. Wait, what's your problem with the game cocks? Uh, look. Only you know about the cocks, okay? I, I we all know. Really I'm the only person who knows the game cocks are. You can elbow deep because you ain't no bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you, zero. Yeah. That, by the way, I... is a talking point on the podcast list every single goddamn <laughs> week, and Gobi always deletes it. Because <laughs> uh, people get sick and tired of hearing it. I mean, we all know it. it it's just a fact. 
It Actually, happens. the the feedback from uh, the YouTube comments on these videos has been uh, overwhelmingly positive about the elbow deep comments. If anything, they okay. want more. Niggle, comments made by you do not count. <laughs> they are still technically YouTube comments. <laughs> you know what? I agree with Doctor Niggle on this one. I'm on his side. I mean, we're we're trapped indoors because of the Gina virus, and all I have is time to make more Google accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Make the man has account. 18 sock accounts now granted those sock <laughs> accounts are crusty and at the bottom of the pamper but <laughs> oh god no the thing you can go you can create yourself a, a business a google business account and it's free if you say that you're like a, a non-profit organization so if you do that you can uh free without any of that validation crap make up to 50 email addresses all falling under the header yes! of business organization yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> don't, don't See, someone's got this. personal experience. <laughs> oh god, no, I've been trolling since, uh, since, for, well, actually, before 4chan was invented. <laughs> was, that, was, trolling was that before, before or after IRC? Uh, during, <laughs> in the, the glory days of IRC. This was like 2002, Ooh. 2003. I didn't Back in the old, it. uh, Back in the old ICQ days. Yes, also the ICQ days. I didn't even realize it until the other day, but uh, YouTube and 4chan both popped up in 2005. I swear to God, I remember 2003 or 2000... Yeah, 2003, my junior year when I was taking uh, my first computer science class in high school, uh, that I was dicking around on 4chan and YouTube in class. I swear I remember doing that, but it was two years too soon. So I'm going senile. You're all right, just we all heard Leetness type. I gotta head out, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm out of here. We're an hour anyway. We can call this podcast. Yeah. We. <clears throat> why don't we just? Yep. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. So uh, thanks you all for listening. Thanks you all for joining. Fuck off. Bye. Bye. Penis zero. Say penis. 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 Penises. <laughs> Unacceptable. Uh,